infinity and beyond. Uh, is this thing on? From here to Infinity War and beyond. Hello and welcome to episode five of From Here to Infinity War and Beyond. Um, this week is an exciting week because film that many of you, myself included, have been waiting well years and years for. Justice League is finally out. I was thinking earlier, this is a weird time to release um, this movie in November. But in theory, it won't matter when it comes out if it's good. And I'm, I'm, I think this will be the DC movie to cross a billion. Should do. Um, bearing in mind what Wonder Woman has done, um, highest-grossing origin superhero movie of all time. Uh, it's quite, I'm not sure exactly, but it's over 800, maybe even over 850 million. Um, so seeing as this comes just five months after um, Wonder Woman's still fresh in everyone's minds and she seems to be front and centre from the marketing materials um, wouldn't be surprised that it gets a boost from that um, from the wonderful Gal Gadot um, yeah so thought, I thought I'd uh, do a pod about the pre just going into Justice League, what type of things to I expect, um, and then I can, in the next episode, do a review and find out where I was right, where I was wrong. Um, there's also a little bit of Star Wars news this week, it's always Star Wars news, and an actual bit of Infinity War um, uh, news to talk about as well, so that, that's pretty much the agenda for the next however long. Um, you joined me on yet another of my woodland walks. Um, it's a relatively nice day, it's quite cloudy. I'm now currently at the top of the hill on a big field all around me. You should be able to hear the glorious sounds of the A30, A36. <laughs> Not sure which one it is, one of those. Um, but that's behind me as I look in front of me. All I can see is green fields. It's very nice. Um, yeah, and now I'm entering the, well, about 100 metres in front of me is the, I'm entering the woods, the darkness of the woods. You never know, as we've learned on the previous episodes, you never know what you might find. Mainly hoping to avoid any kind of dogs, uh, shit, or people. Because... <laughs> As I learned in my last episode, or whatever one I did recently, podcasting and walking when there's people is kind of hard to do because you look like a crazy person. And you know, obviously I look crazy most of the time, but I look even more crazy just <laughs> at the top of a hill in the middle of nowhere talking to yourself. So let's hope that doesn't care. Another thing to also watch out for in this podcast is the fact that it's recently been raining, so it's very muddy and slippery underfoot, so I have no doubt I will fall over at least twice. So hopefully, again, that will be for your enjoyment, even though you can't see me. But 
Anyway, enough of that. Let's uh, crack on with some Justice League talk. So, yeah, very excited to see this movie. I'm, I've got sucked up into the, into the hype again, uh, like a fool, <laughs> right? Maybe. Uh, you know, I was very, very excited for Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad. Um, and Batman vs Superman, I remember having the feeling, the more that movie went on, like, is this, is this, are they really? Is this really what it's gonna? What is this really? Yeah, what the fight's only gonna be eight minutes. I already know that because I, I think I said on a Pancast podcast before it. It's obvious they're not. Well, the the whole concept of Batman versus Superman is moot because we know they're gonna team up, and then it resulted in an eight-minute fight that then resolved itself when it was revealed that both. Batman and Superman's mum was called Martha. So it's truly one of the most ridiculous scenes in the history of cinema, I would say. Absolutely bonkers, batshit crazy. And then Suicide Squad. So, and then I, yeah, I think it's a three out of five movie because, well, mate, that's maybe being generous. And I will also, the, I'm sure I've dealt with this on this podcast already, but the whole doomsday end to that film I was really disappointed with. The, that the doomsday, the death of Superman and the doomsday storyline in particular, I was is something I'm very familiar with because as a child, you know, when I was about 10, I had the comics, I had this massive book called The Death and Life of Superman. I knew all about it and literally for, so what, 24 years since reading it, I thought this would make, I always thought it, would be, it should, you do it in two films. One is the death of Superman, so basically the whole movie is the fight between Superman and Doomsday. And you just take it from the comic. There's enough in there, or even that book. You've got enough extra characters as well, and the Justice League help out, but that's when the Justice League should have come. Not as a result of it, anyway. Um, and then the next movie is The Return of Superman with the four Supermen who claimed to be Superman. So you had Superboy, Steel, that cyborg Superman, and then the weirdo Superman who turns out to be the real Superman. And I think the only part of that is that they're going to carry forward is going to be the weirdo Superman. So when you've heard about Superman in the black suit, the regeneration chamber or matrix, all that, I think that's what they're going to take from that side of the story, disappointingly. So essentially I expect him to be have long hair, black suit, appear probably either halfway or two-thirds way through the movie and be weird not on the side of Justice League and then something's going to happen and then ultimately he will save the day in the classic Superman suit and be very positive and up and not like he's been portrayed in the previous two movies he was been in. That's my prediction for that. But they've really, I think they've mangled that, the doomsday and the death of Superman story big time. It should have been Man of Steel 2 and that's the doomsday fight you could have had any number of classic dc or you know or even made up because they effectively made up a because doomsday was nothing we didn't know anything about how he'd been created uh, in that well sorry i take that back completely because he was created by lex and all that shit but that's just like oh it's just that's not how he was created in the comics so i don't know why they stray so far from it where you know look at marvel where they'll adapt three things into one but at least it's all from the source material 
Hela, for instance, being Thor and Loki's sibling. I don't believe that's, you know, canonical to the comics, but it works because, you know, you know what I'm saying. Well, now I'm in a field where there's like, it, well, like 15 Christmas trees, but they're all like sporadically placed. And there's a load, is that stinging nettles? Yeah, there's a load of stinging nettles in between. I'm gonna have to take a picture of this because this is, this is bonkers. I will add the, all these pictures to the um, Infinity War Pod Twitter so you can follow along. Oh, I'm going on Twitter, I need to go on my camera. Yeah, these are the. Oh, I have to do a pano. I'll do a pano and then you can see more of the. Yep, just you're just listening to a man take pictures on his phone. But the. Yep, still listening to it. It's this kind of quality entertainment that you get each week on an episode of From Here to Infinity War. Okay, that picture was taken. Um, yeah, so where was I? Dooms, I was slagging off Batman versus Superman. Uh, and also, if you're interested, well, there, we did an epic, 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 some spoiler pancast review of Batman versus Superman way back in the day. Um, I can't remember if uh, Stu, World of Stu, was on it, or if it was just me and the pancast guys. But um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think it's well worth a listen because it, it was a, it was a long one. We went into it in detail. I think. There's also a Suicide Squad one as well, so check those out. For if, if I, yeah, hopefully I'll remember and I'll again put the tweet those links out or put them in the show notes. Probably we'll forget all this, but anyway, they're there if you're interested for further listening. Although I'm sure, like everyone else, you've heard enough about Suicide Squad and Batman vs Superman. So moving on, we then get Wonder Woman, which is a great movie. I didn't like the end, but other than that, it's a good, good movie. Although I haven't been... I haven't watched it again. I only watched it the first time in the cinema, but that might be mainly because when it came out on uh, Blu-ray, I was in hospital. Um, and yeah, have been otherwise engaged for the rest of the time. But I will revisit it, but not before Friday. But anyway, it had a different tone. It was much more positive. They f- it felt like, to me anyway, they got the character much more of Wonder Woman than they have done really with... Superman, and I'd say that even though people liked Af- Batfleck, I still I'm still a Christian Bale Batman fan over Batfleck. And in these in the Justice League trailers and stuff, I'm not a fan of those glasses that he's wearing on top of his on top of the cowl. Because um, mainly I'm thinking that they're doing that so he doesn't have to put the black eye makeup on, uh, which is probably a probably not far from the truth unless it has story reasons in the movie and again it looks too much like Night Owl in Watchmen that of course Zack Snyder directed so uh, that bugs me I look at that and it just bugs me because we see where the um, the idea came from um, anyway hopefully there'll be a, a legit story reason much like how in the Dark Knight Batman has those white eyes because he's seeing the um the sonar that Lucius Fox is screening to him. Um, what else? Oh yeah, there's been stuff in the news about how you don't... Wonder Woman isn't referred to as Wonder Woman and Flash isn't referred to as the Flash, apparently. These, these kind of details I wish wouldn't come out before 
before the film comes out. That's that's stuff we okay. You know, let us find that out for ourselves. It's a bit annoying. And um, again, that, that that tags on the back of a, another discussion I was having with myself on this podcast about when movie critics get to view the movies before and they complain about it when it's still month, well, weeks before we get to see it. But yeah, it's, it's a bit annoying. But and and that also, I think that's a Snyder thing, you know, because it's the same deal in Man of Steel. They don't call him Superman, and there's a joke. There's even a joke about it when um, Lois Lane says, oh, "I think, oh, I can't remember exactly," but she goes, "She's cut off." Oh no! Oh, they do say Superman right at the end, don't they? But you know, just call them by their names. It's another thing, Marvel. You know, Marvel's does. It's just like you're. It's as though the writer is like, "Well, I can't justify." this woman being called Wonder Woman in this, co- you know, and it's like, forget about it. You're in this, you're in this comic book world where that guy is called The Flash, that woman is called Wonder Woman, so fuck it, call them by their names and stop, you know, dilly-dallying around it. But again, maybe there's story reasons, who knows, but it just, it's one little thing that bugs me, it's stupid. And I get, as you can tell, I get, I get annoyed by really ridiculous, oh, something in the bushes. Um, yeah, I get annoyed with really ridiculous things where perhaps I should be on the lookout for potential dangers in the woods. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, and also apparently Aquaman is amazing. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure he's great. Again, let us see it for ourselves. Um, at this point, there's so many clips and trailers and stuff out for it. Pretty sure you could spoil a good proportion of the movie if you wanted to. Uh, Steppenwolf looks awful. <laughs> I can only hope that he's going to look better in the film, but he looks, though, you know, just looks terrible. They should have kept the um, the uh, post credit. Well, no, it wasn't even post credits, was it? Because they didn't commit to it. But after Batman vs Superman came out, like three days later, they Warner Brothers put out that um, clip with Lex Luthor in the. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. But he sees Steppenwolf and with the three mother boxes. Is that canon? Is it not canon? I'm just walking over some horse shit. Just, just so I'd let you know. But um, and it, yeah, it's just that's another example of them not commit to. They they have a cool idea. It was cool. But they don't commit to it because they don't put it in the film. And then they think after it's released, ah, oh, oh, well, this needs to be out there because we're going to have Steppenwolf in the sequel so let's just put it and it's like well it's on youtube like probably a tiny percentage of the people who saw batman vs superman actually saw that doesn't make any sense out of context you know they should have had that as the post credits just bugs me these way they filmmaking by committee without oh i don't know what do i know um but yeah anyway his so even more confusingly the steppenwolf we then see in this these, all this Justice League promo has a face. <laughs> oh god, what the hell is that? It's just a gigantic bird above me. Think the end of Lord of the Rings, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, so he, he has his face, and it's a guy out of Game of Thrones. I think his name's Kieran Hines. But if they've CGI'd him beyond belief, and you know, it's one of the reasons I didn't like uh, the end of Wonder Woman is the the look of Ares was shit, <laughs> to put it bluntly. Um, 
And say, well, again, I keep harking back to Marvel. At least the, you know, in general, the design. We look at the design of Hella. That does really work. Um, and when they have to do, like, if, even though again, I've I've criticised the look of Thanos before on this podcast, but at least it's relatively close to what he looks like in the comics. At least that it's not. Well, I'm saying that I don't, I don't. Well, this guy doesn't look like Steppenwolf does in the comics. At least the stuff I've seen. I just, it's just, you know. But basically, I'm saying when Darkseid comes in, you know they're going to fuck up the look of it, like they fucked up the look of Apocalypse in X-Men. When when you see better, you Google. Uh, I remember doing this with a friend at work. We Googled uh, Apocalypse cosplay, and there's much better cosplay than what they had for Oscar Isaac in X-Men Apocalypse. When you can do that, it's, it's ridiculous. So. Another prediction, will Darkseid be in the movie? I don't think he's going to be in the movie. I think he, from everything I read, I think he was originally supposed to be the end, coming in at the end, but they've realised that's basically what Marvel is doing currently with Thanos, so I think they're going to hold it back. Um, which is disappointing, because I'm the best thing about Batman vs Superman for me was the, um, the nightmare sequence, whereas I'm hoping that is a flash forward, so at some point we're going to link up with that scene and it will all make sense and it will legit be proper amazing um and but i <laughs> that's what they should do whether they will do that no I, I suspect it will probably all get completely forgotten um but really it should be the focus of flashpoint the flash movie but they've already said they're waiting to see how this does to see if they're even going to do a flash movie so yeah, whereas again with Marvel, they'd probably just boom, already have it written, ready to go. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm being really down on DC, which isn't fair. I'm really excited, let's counterbalance what I've been saying. I'm really excited for this movie. Um, we are going to see these particular heroes on screen for the first time. Well, I guess we have seen the core three already. But um, throw in Aquaman, throw in Flash, throw in Cyborg, Green Lantern. I reckon he'll be in. There. Apparently, there's two post credits. I have no idea what they are, but I'm guessing one of them involves him and setting up the future. Maybe it's, maybe Darkseid is in a post credit. Who knows? Who knows? We shall find out in only a couple of days. So it's pretty exciting. Um, despite all the negativity and. BS in the world, what a time to be alive with the, the movies that we get to see. And then in five weeks, it's Star Wars, which leads me on uh, to the bit of, a little bit of Star Wars news that came out this week. The two things I wanted to talk about in particular. Um, the first being that Ryan Johnson has been granted, uh, well, he's going to direct a brand new trilogy, not in the Star Skywalker saga, so it's going to come out in a f- in a few years. So that's pretty. I don't know if he's. I'm assuming he's going to direct all three, or if he's just overseeing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's obviously a clear indicator of the quality of the Last Jedi, um, and also because he wrote Last Jedi as well. So his ideas and how he's able to adapt and work within the Lucasfilm 
framework. He's obviously done an exceptional job for them to commit to three further movies when you consider the trouble that there has been, for instance, on Han Solo. Um, so yeah, just whether it'll be Old Republic or something, you know, Knights of Ren. I'm sure they're going to do a Knights of Ren movie because JJ said that would be the movie he would do. So whether it surrounds that, so it's basically current, where they are currently, so post, well, it will be around, this is my, based on nothing, just, but um, the sort of sequel trilogy, so Force Awakens, Last Jedi timeline, but in another part of the galaxy, or maybe they're going to um, explore Snoke further, that might be a good shout as well. Um, and so even though it doesn't follow uh, the Skywalker saga, the events in it lead directly to Force Awakens or something like that. But um, story-wise from a, an angle that hasn't been dealt with in the books and that might be why we don't know about Snoke, who knows? Or maybe it's Old Republic and they're gonna go thousands of years before Skywalker saga. Who knows? I'll tell you who knows, Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson. But I would have thought they were all good good shouts. Um, yes, it's interesting time. And well, coupled with that then is the other piece that um, there's going to be a new live action Star Wars TV show on launching on the, the Disney. I'm walking. I'm on another field now, but I'm, I'm lost. If you can hear the distant hum of a helicopter just over the MOD land over there. Oh, well, oh, I'm going to just follow this round, but I'm going to be absolutely screwed if there is no hole to get back into the <laughs> woods. There must be. Or am I the only person who's ever walked this way? Oh, there's a, there's a little bit of a clearing. Oh, this looks a bit... OK, I'm walking through. Oh. Oops, yeah. Um, well, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just getting through this. Yeah, like, like I said before, it is like Dagger Bar here. Um, uh, oh, yes, yeah, streaming. So, Disney is, that's the whole thing in the news about Disney buying, trying to buy Fox, or they've been in talks. Which would then mean apparently the talks have stalled. But um, oh, am I going to go back that way? No, I'm going back this way. Um, but that doesn't. That just means they're on ice. I think if Rupert Murdoch wants to sell, he'll sell. Uh, I don't know about the legalities of of it, and it just it would mean that those five giant media companies gets even smaller and. You know, long term, do we really want uh, Disney owning every single property? But that's, that's more shit on the floor. Um, that's a topic for another day. The, the, the interesting thing about that, though, would mean that, in theory, Marvel get the rights back to... Oh, God, that's... I thought it was a bear in front of me. I think it's just a tree, but... Anyway. Um, that Marvel get the rights back to... The Fox-owned... Oh, sorry. Keep hearing sounds in the woods now. It's freaky. The Fox owned properties such as um, 
the X-Men, Fantastic Four, um, Galactus, all that cool stuff. Um, yeah, but uh, and basically what came out of this news was that Disney is planning to have their own rival to Netflix streaming service. So all the Disney movies are going to ultimately come off Netflix pretty soon. Um, Disney movies means Star Wars, Marvel, as well as Moana and all that stuff. Um, and and they're going to branch out into streaming because they've obviously seen the power of Netflix. Interesting at the same time, Netflix is launching its own comic. They signed um, Mark Miller's, I don't know if it's his company, but whatever it's called, Miller World, and they're producing a comic. So whether they have um, business ambitions to be the next Marvel or DC, who knows? But it's, uh, the uh, future framework of these massive entertainment companies could potentially be very different in a couple of years' time with this type of news. Um, so it's, it's um, something to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, with that news uh, com comes the fact that Disney's, uh, yeah, Lucasfilm is going to make a live-action uh, episodic Star Wars, a TV show based in the Star Wars universe. Again, I think it's not associated with the Skywalker saga, so that could be probably going to be the thing George Lucas wanted to do years ago. Because he, I read somewhere he had like a hundred hours worth of scripts that had been written. So I would have thought they're going to delve into that, and I'm pretty sure that was Old Republic stuff. Um, but that wouldn't be the obvious thing to get talented writers and work with that the source material and go from there and then you effectively have a stuff that's been rewritten so in theory it should be really good but I don't think they're going to mess it up they could do with a guy like oh what's the guy who created um, is it Vince Gilligan the guy who created Breaking Bad they need someone like that like an amazing showrunner and creator to oversee it and so we need you to do this for the next five years and make a not just a good Star Wars show but just a, an amazing TV show because that's what it should be. If you're making Star Wars TV, it's got to be like the best thing ever. Otherwise, what's the point? And it's if it's live action, it's obviously a step above Rebels or something like that, where you can, in theory, do anything because um, there'll be a lot more eyes on it. Um, yeah, so it's, it's uh, interesting stuff. And then I think the last thing I'm going to talk about, and I just need to quote my iPhone. Uh, I wanted to. I was reading an interview um, with Kevin Feige on Collider, and he. I just wanted to quote what he said about Infinity War and 2018 for Marvel because it's really exciting. And also, the name of this podcast is. Yeah, it's it's based on one of the big films coming out. So, the question he was asked. Well, actually, no. Uh, well, he's asked. He's been asked about. Um, Infinity War and if there's anything that surprises him about what he's seeing and what's coming up with Marvel and he says I don't know if anything surprises me necessarily but it but it is overwhelming I guess what has surprised me is how emotional it all is 
Every day, every daily, every time an actor that has never interacted with a character comes in contact with a character they've never interacted with, it's amazing. It's both funny, it's moving, and just seeing all these people together in one spot is, you know me, I like to look ahead. I like to focus on, I'm already in Black Panther world, even though we're talking about Ragnarok. We keep going. There is something very special about those movies that is happening every day on set. It's not just the crew that feels it or me that feels it. It's all the cast who are all megastars in their own right, yet feel privileged to be doing what they're doing every day. Joe and Anthony handling it, two movies at the same time in an unprecedented fashion. So that's, that's I mean, I don't know about you, but that's super exciting to hear. To, to hear that, you know, even if it was just a standard film with everyone who's in it and the storyline it's going to be amazing but to hear that they're basically creating magic uh, on set every day although he's obviously going to say that he's the, he's you know it's in his interest to say that but still it's uh if you've followed his what he said previously which i have sort of religiously um it's always worth reading or watching a Kevin Feige interview but um yeah he's he's he he back he's one of those rare people that what he says he, he'll actually back up but it, it will be backed up like a year into the future or something like that and that's one of the things I love about Marvel and probably why I was so critical about DC but it's I like knowing there's a plan and that they have this shit figured out and that they're not making it up as they go along and you could very clearly say that Marvel does all those things and they're reaping the benefits of it as they did the other week with Phil Ragnarok. Whereas DC, I mean, I'm sure they're shitting a brick over at Warner Brothers about how much money Justice League's going to make and already said, like, there's a load of other movies that are directly dependent on how successful it is. Whereas with Marvel, it's... Well, they, they've, they've got to this point through hard work and dedication and a plan, but they the next movie is not dependent on how successful Thor Ragnarok was. Or, and, they, and by doing that, they're able to take risks, as they do with Guardians or Ant-Man. It's that flipping helicopter. It's really annoying. It's probably this really annoying noise all through this podcast, other than my voice. I apologise for whatever the army is doing over there probably prepping for some kind of global conflict with North Korea which who knows maybe imminent um, let's hope it's not because I think we'd like to watch Infinity War and also the global devastation would we could do without it you know so, listening Trumpy I'm sure Trumpy listens to this um, no completely lost my train of thought with that Trumpy tangent um yeah, so anyway, long short of it, Marvel's great, DC is great, but they just need to up the ante a little bit, um, which I'm sure we're going to get this Friday with Justice League. Uh, it's, it's two hours long. That was another, you know, these things that are worrying, and apparently it was, it was mandated by the studio that it needed to be no longer than two hours. And stuff like that is like, uh, but I think I did talk about that previously on another podcast so I won't yak on about that again um yeah well I think I've I've got to the end of (laughs) of this week's ramble uh I might do if I'm 
Superman, what is going on over there? Like literally, there's this, to the, well, to the left of me now, but on the other side of the road, there's all this MOD land, I'm probably not even allowed to talk about it. And it's, it's hidden by these really high trees and there's now a really weird noise. And I, it's quite an important down. I, I, just think, I, I just think it's like the, um, the other, well, the other day, me and my dad were driving up and then we saw <laughs> these um, like lorries coming out of there and it just looked like Super 8. Um, I reckon there's some kind of monster there. They're, cut, they're holding back behind those trees and probably right now they're, I don't know, doing some kind of experiment on it. And at, at any moment, this, he could escape, he or she, you know, maybe it's a non-gender, it's a gender-free or genderless monster, who knows. Break free and then first thing it'll be on to, as I'd learned from Transformers, it'll be on down a stone edge, rip that apart and then we're, we're screwed. So actually maybe that helicopter noise that's been annoying you this whole podcast is of use because it's containing that gender-free monster in there. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, with that, on that note, I think I should... I've done quite enough rambling in the woods, although that sound is getting louder now. I'm going to get out of these woods um, while well, I still can. Uh, yeah, I shall, um, I guess depending on my reaction to Justice League, we'll, uh, but hopefully I'll, I'll have my review or reaction to it out relatively soon after the movie. Um, and I will be, I spoke to Pava at Pancast yesterday and hopefully we're going to do some kind of explore some spoiler discussion on that to keep up our DC um, podcast bashing uh, talk up so that should be fun um, so yeah anyway hope you've enjoyed this whatever this was you can if you've got any ideas for the show any comments um, or anything just please tweet me at infinity war pod make sure you follow that as well on twitter um, also check out my other podcast my recovery self-help podcast where which is a very honest perhaps too honest account of me and my what happened to me this summer and the way I'm working through it um, current, I'm editing episode 2 right now so hopefully that well I'll probably finish that before I do this one so that should be out now as well um, and that's called Worst Appendix Ever and you can follow the Twitter for that at Worst Appendix um, my main Twitter is at Rob Johnson Music. You can find all of the music you hear on this podcast at my web, which is all by me. Um, and you can stream and buy it from iTunes, whatever. Yeah, there are CDs available. Um, all at my website, which is robjohnsonmusic.com. Um, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.